Hello there, I'm George Hall, and welcome back to the Good Growth Podcast. Um, About a week ago, I had a flurry of excited messages from David Watkins, the gist of which was essentially, we called it. GA4 has changed again, and we called it again. David joins me today in his new role as Head of Research and Experimentation at Good Growth, and I also have Good Growth's Chief Product Officer, Mike Duke, here as well. So, David, keen to pass over to you first. I mean, every time we get together, it seems that something has happened with GA4. Something has changed. What is it this week? So a couple of years ago now, obviously, uh, Google started their journey towards their next generation of uh, analytics being GA4. It's the fourth generation of their analytics platform. It was quite a radical shift in terms of how they're reporting activity on a website site shifting very much from sort of default session level reporting in universal analytics to user scoped reporting in GA4. Now, what that meant is that when GA4 first was released, the standard session level metrics weren't weren't included. So GA4 was never intended originally to report at session level. So sessions didn't exist bounce rate didn't exist. Those kind of session level metrics were not included. What we've seen is in late uh, 2021, uh, sessions returned back to to GA4. um, And we've been seeing over time, they're moving more towards that kind of session level reporting. So session scoped segmentation has come back into the exploration reports, et cetera. And one of the things that has come back um, in in the last few weeks is bounce rate. Bounce rate in GA4 has been reported in a way that is slightly different to what it would be in Universal Analytics, whereby in GA4, a user, when they come to the site and have a session, can have an engaged session, which means they have basically done something. They've done something outside of their original page view. The bounce rate metric that has returned is effectively the inverse of that. So an unengaged user is now what is being reported and is being packaged up as bounce rate. So whilst bounce rate is back, we've also got that slight change of bounce rate isn't what it was in Universal Analytics, but it is back as bounce rate, that session level engagement, that session level unengagement rate um, called bounce rate in GA4. And then back to that original point where we said you called it. You've seen this coming, haven't you? You expected this to be added back in. Yeah, so the the general kind of shift of GA4 over the last uh, year or so has been to start moving back towards a session level scoping of reporting alongside user. So we have seen these things come out of session level segmentation in exploration reports, etc. Bounce rate is just the next step in adding back in that session session level reporting and metrics associated with it. So you mentioned it's it's the inverse of engaged users. Obviously, it's different to how it's traditionally been measured, different to how uh, marketers have traditionally measured it. Do you think there's going to be a bit of a, a time period where not only does GA4 change the way analytics is done, per se, but also people are unintentionally going to be completely interpreting their results incorrectly? Yeah, and I think it's it's very important that marketers and analysts and people using GA4 fully understand actually what bounce rate is in GA4. Um, with it being defined as an unengaged user and the rate of which users are unengaged, in GA4 you can change what the definition of an engaged user is 
So not only have we got the point where a metric is not necessarily what it was originally in UA, you've also got something that could change industry by industry, company by company, because it depends how you define your engaged users. And then, Mike, keen to throw over to you here. What are the implications of something like this to marketers, to CMOs, to data teams? What's the knock-on effect of something like this? The knock-on effect is, as with everything in GA4, it's never quite as clear-cut as it seems. So returning bounce rate metric looks good. Uh, it's a key metric. Marketers use it all the time. Um, it's used in A-B testing, user experience and design. It's, it's a pretty you know, frequently utilized metric um, as much as it may not be a perfect one. The removal of it in GA4 obviously disrupts that activity quite significantly. Bringing it back in initially seems good because you're excellent. I can continue reporting bounce rate. But as with everything in GA4, it, it isn't what you think it is. And because it's defined in a different way, your understanding of your effectiveness is going to shift. So what happens if your bounce rate suddenly goes from 10% to 20%? Because it's not looking at page views and interaction events anymore. It's looking at unengaged sessions and they're defined differently. So it has just, it has operational and strategic challenges. How do you understand your performance when the metrics you use to understand it either aren't quite what you think they are or what they actually are is changing? And another example, again, picking on GA4, is traffic volume. How do you actually measure traffic volume? Typically, you would use either users or sessions. How many people have come to your website? Or how many cookies, rather? Um, and then how many interactions they've had? Now, in GA4, at our last count, how many metrics for users were there, David? About three or four. There's about three or four different ways of defining a person, um, which is just total users, users, enable engaged users, etc. So... How do you actually measure traffic volume when you don't have the metrics necessary to do it? And then if those metrics are defined in a different way, your understanding and your reporting is going to change. Now, it feels that it would sort of be naive not to talk timings. We've got you know, five months almost spot on uh, until the sunset of UA for free users. This is a big change to be implementing you know, just five months out. We know that GA4 isn't something that can be done overnight. It's not something that can be done in a in a couple of weeks, it needs time, it needs effort and concentration and, and, and collaboration from different teams. Do you think there's a, there's a worry that there is more to come and more changes that could be coming in? Or, or do you get the feeling that Google will say, hands off now, this is, this is us done for the time being? More changes are coming, in short. Um, <laughs> you say that with a lot of confidence in your voice, so I'm quite keen to, keen to know what, what specifically you think those changes might be. Um, so it hasn't happened yet, and I genuinely thought it would happen sooner segmentation will return. The way you interrogate data using universal science is all through segmentation. It's, it's basically delivered through the API, either using sort of BI tools like Tableau, Power BI, Looker Studio, or third-party software connection like Supermetrics. You pull the data out through the API and you can process it. That API allows you to apply segmentation into your reporting. So you can segment for users who've landed on the homepage via organic search on a mobile device. And you can look at the commercial metrics for those users versus other users. And it's incredibly powerful. GA4 doesn't allow you to do that. The API doesn't allow you to use segmentation. And you can't apply segmentation within the quote-unquote standard reports in GA4. What that means is, is you can't leverage the platform as effectively as you could UA, Universal Analytics. Now, GA4 does have segmentation functionality, but it's held within the customization reports, the Explorer reports. 
but that's not where you need the data. You don't need the data in there. You need it in your BI platform. So that that functionality will be re-released. I've got no doubt that that's coming back within the next, if not the next few months, then certainly by the uh, 360 rollout of GA4, which is in 2024. No, it's a thing. Building on that, some of the stuff that might come in too is obviously as we see that GA4 is moving more towards being able to report at session scope, things like sequential segmentation at a session level could potentially come back firstly to the explore reports and then to the uh, wider wider GA4 platform, which is currently not possible. I'm, I'm also curious to see what happens to the data-driven attribution modeling that GA4 uses, um, because that is, how is that going to handle sort of utilization of user scope and session scope reporting? And then taking a step away from from specific changes and timings, you you two are both, you've been around the block a while. This isn't your first rodeo by any means. You've been in the industry for some time. Have either of you ever seen a piece of software with so many changes and iterations before its sort of full launch date? I mean, has this has this ever happened before? That's a good question. I'm trying to think now. And I'm going to I'm going to, I'm going to take silence as sort of a, a no. The last the last time I saw a change like this, it wasn't nearly as impactful. It was it was a piece of software that at the time was not as widely adopted as Google is now, for example. It was the migration of Optimizely from Classic to Optimizely X. It wasn't of the same scale of move of change as we're seeing with GA4, but that was it was a similar. It was a completely different UI for using the platform. It functioned in a different way. The way it delivered tests was different. What Optimizely did was you know gradually supported that migration, um, such that now, I mean, if you're on Optimizely, you're on Optimizely X, and it remains one of the most widely adopted testing platforms, but. I don't think we've ever seen a, basically a replatforming or a migration of a software service in the e-commerce insights analytics space for it to then be so significantly backtracked in the immediate couple of months before launch. The other one that will come back is customization of channel groupings because they are currently fixed. David, do you agree on that one? Yeah, definitely. I, I think I think giving giving users the ability to change their Channel groupings is something that has been removed for GA4, but does mean that now you basically have to report into GA4 in the way that GA4 wants you to report, which is very restrictive on uh, businesses. Um, so yeah, I, I I agree with Mike there that um, yeah, customized customizable channel groupings will return. Well, we've talked bounce rate, we've talked timings, and what might happen with the future. And we've tried to think of uh, of something that was similar in terms of scale with this many backtracks and changes, but it seems almost impossible. It shows just how behemothic this whole GA4 uh, migration task is and will continue to be. As always, we may have left you with answers. We may have left you with questions or, or a good mixture of both. Either way, it would be great to hear from you. We are Good Growth, the e-commerce consultants who turn digital failure into commercial success. You can email us at inquiries at goodgrowth.co.uk or have a look at our website, which is goodgrowth.co.uk. You've been listening to the Good Growth Podcast. Thanks very much for listening. And Mike, David, thank you very much for your time today. Thank you. Thank you.